Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Welcome to How Did We Get Here, the only audio road trip podcast that has no breaks, not even one. Never. No breaks. No breaks. No breaks. We're that skidding. That was the sound of a break. That, oh, wait, that is the sound of a break. Yeah, wait. no, we don't have those. <laughs> That's the opposite of what That's I meant. no. There is no sound for no breaks. I guess honking. I guess, you know, like we're going, <laughs> we're moving. All right, we're going. We're going. We're going. And today no we're breaks. going with another episode. I have removed the brake pads, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> That's what you wanted. Yeah. Is no breaks. That's Anyways, what we all want. Today, we are talking about the shameless tycoon of Twitter's working class. Probably you. Yeah, this is you guys. It's not us. We're in our ivory tower. We're looking yeah. down at you people, you peons. But we're standing up 5, for 000. you because you don't have that voice, you know? And I think you were being exploited and not even aware of it. Not maybe you individually, but you as a conglomerate. Your as friends, colleagues, and, and, and fellow serfs. You know used. someone who has been affected by the shameless tycoon of Twitter's working class. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, you guys ever see like a viral tweet that goes crazy with like a, a hundred thousand likes? From someone who doesn't have a check mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who doesn't have a check mark who isn't a you know a an e celeb or an e person, and then <laughs> you uh, you go onto their thing and you check the replies, and the first ladies. reply is ladies. <laughs> Check out this hot Oh my new god, you gotta try this vibrator. Oh, it sucks the click good. <laughs> that click is some suck, shit like bro. that. Yeah, it's always like super vulgar. Like it, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's like a rose or like a, a rabbit thing. And these things are are and it used to be like more tame, I think. But it used to be the uh the lights. Well, I think those? there's like this shock or like outrage marketing that works, right? It's not outrage, but you know what I mean? It's just like, it gets my attention because it's so graphic. Right. Especially if the tweet had nothing to do with that, and then it just kind of pops out at you, you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, it'll just be like a, a an innocent tweet about just something relatable, right? Yeah. Just like a family guy tier, like social interaction, like a gaff, right? Like something, somebody says something uncouth, and then right under it, ladies! <laughs> Check out this vibrator. And I want you guys to know, because I think a lot of people see those and they're like, wow, you finally made it. This is how you make money on Twitter. That's it. You don't. That's not. That person I, made $20. Yeah. I think it's just like for, I guess for me as a, like a, as an influencer in the social digital world, 
mm-hmm. I, I see stuff like that and I'm like, know your worth, right? Because a viral tweet like that already has so many eyes on it. And if it's funny, people are going to send it to their friends even after it's virality. They're going to look for it and they're going to be like, oh my God, remember that tweet. And then it's just going to be there for all of eternity. But especially if they can catch it like on the up and up, you know, because like some sometimes they can just invest early. I, yep. I kid you not. Like, we're not exaggerating. The average going price for those sponsors are like $20, $25 to $50. I think $50 is high. $50 is very high. And for the record, I think those numbers should actually be in like the the multiple hundreds and perhaps even thousands. It's hard to like really like say a thousand for that because like if this is just some random influence like some random twitter user with like 97 followers yeah of course they probably have no like pull to like actually yeah. convert that to sales so i i wonder how effective it actually is but more than 20 dollars. yeah a lot more i mean just in in terms of pure visibility i think the reason it's so low is because you don't expect people to like, if somebody is 97 followers, they're not popping banger after banger, right? This is yeah. their one, like, they struck gold, and that gold is $20 to them, right? They, they, they're they on top of the moon, especially if they're young, right? Like, if they're, like, 16, 17, 18, um, and, and, and they haven't, like, had that sense of, like, online monetization, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. But, yeah, we come from a world where, like, for that much exposure and that much pull, it should be way higher. I, I think the products are also kind of like crappy anyway, right? Like the products aren't luxury item. I wouldn't know. I haven't things. tried it myself, but mm. I mean, they also have, it's not just the vibrator. What else do they have? I know they have like the little projector you put in your room, the for like space stuff on your yeah. ceiling and everything. I mean, I'll be honest. That looks nice. I would probably try something like that. I think I've seen the galaxy lights, which is the projector, uh, vibrators galore, and mm-hmm. the, the vibrators, zoom lights. I don't even know if the vibrator is the most common, but it's just the one that stands out the most, you know? That's the one that strikes me the most, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I feel like what's crazy is, like, that's, like, the number one way. As messed up as it is, that's the most common way people probably monetize on Twitter. Because, like, there's no other way. Um the only other way that I know of, and, and it's crazy, is uh, are you aware of Twitter ads, like the videos? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, actually, I could talk about this now. Uh, so if you guys ever saw the uh, Panda do these, I'm not on Panda anymore. I don't know when this video is coming out, but uh, <laughs> I used to be on Panda, which was an esports org. Uh, we used to put out videos pretty regularly that were advertised. You know, they had ads on them. Um, the numbers on those things were crazy. Like, I I don't want to give exact figures, but if you are in the space of, like, online media, please make videos on Twitter with ads. If you're an individual, it probably won't work because people will look at that and be like, that's cringe, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a corporation, oh, my God, dude, you're missing out. Thousands and thousands. I think I think, like, the other thing is with those sponsors for the random person i i think it is like a mutually beneficial uh benefiting situation because i think this random twitter user we assume that uh bobby has 97 followers right yeah and i i think the other thing is like he probably expected to make zero dollars from that tweet you know just 
Because when you have zero, when you have 97 followers on Twitter, you tweet without thinking, you know, you just let that shit rip. You're not thinking of it like a career or like yeah. your potential brand or whatever it is down the line. You're I just hate that I'm like this, but every time I tweet now, I have to think like, I have to like triple check it, right? Like yeah. I, I'm like making sure there's nothing in here. It's make sure it makes sense. Make sure it's funny. Like when you have 97 followers, you can say whatever the fuck you want. It's bliss. It's true bliss. Yeah, you guys don't know how good you have it. You could literally just let an intrusive thought pop and and just send it out. And and if it's not, offensive, who cares? Just yeah. delete it, and literally nobody will notice. Yeah, your life goes on like normal. I think the 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 thing in a in a way smaller sense in a macro sense, it feels to me like, and this is an analogy that I think our audience will understand. Do you remember when like Sakurai would tweet about like playing a video game or just like hanging out? It'd be like, just enjoying this game. And he'd be playing like, I don't know, Shantae. And people yeah. are like, oh, Shantae's in Smash. Oh, this has to be a hint. This has to be a big deal. It's like, once you reach a certain size, people see anything as a hint. Like, yeah. they think you as an individual are a marketing machine. <laughs> and sometimes it's fun to play that role. But, like, it's it's not all the time, you know? Sometimes you just want to let stuff go. It feels like we've reached this point where uh, individuals monetizing as brands has created a, a culture where, like, on Twitter, you can't be as um, impulsive as you would like to be. Yeah. So think, for this dude, Bobby, with 97 followers, getting a, a hit tweet with 200,000 likes, this is magic. Also, are you aware of the after Sakurai, after Sora got announced and everything, like the day after Sakurai was like, oh shit, I can finally post this. And it was like Among Us. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it was his cat playing with an Among Us toy. He finally was able to, dude, I, I gotta be honest, I was just criticizing it. I would absolutely have uh, thought that that was a hint. I would have thought yeah. we were getting a Me Fighter skin or something. I remember one time, so so this is like a weird one, right? Because I don't know what the truth of it is. I remember Sakurai said uh, we had like a direct coming up and he was like, all right, hope everyone enjoys this. We worked so hard on this direct. My eyes are red. And someone's like, K. Rule. King K. Rule. His <laughs> eyes are red. King K. Rule. And then King K. Rule got announced that day. So it's like. Oh, so they were kind of right. That's what I'm saying is like, yeah. I don't think. I, I genuinely don't think it was a hint. I think that one was a coincidence, but I think that also poisoned the well. So now all these people think that it's related. I, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, that, that's a really bad precedent. Exactly. It's a really bad precedent for the future. No, I totally hear you. It's like now anything that he says will be under the microscope and, and people will be able to conspiracy theory it. It's like and this for confirmation all we know bias right. of it working once. Yes, exactly. And maybe they're right. Maybe it was a hint. I don't know. Thank God we're past this uh that world though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like now we're 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 in the post smash world. I think uh everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
being post Smash DLC is just bliss. Yeah. It's it was so rough. Like it's it's not even like competitive Smash fans, you know, like it's like in that pseudo they're casual fans, but they're online, so they're aware of the competitive scene, but they've never been to a tournament, you know? Right. That is the scariest slice of the Nintendo demographic on the internet, or ever. Yeah. Because that's, like, people were sending death threats for not wanting Ashley in Smash Brothers. Right, yeah, people really care about their super niche, like, I don't know, 500,000 copies sold character of a mm -hmm. game. Because I, I don't think it, people realize that when you have like 89 characters in, by some roundabout way, you can make an argument for any character. Like if yeah. I, if like, so let's say um, Hollow Knight, right? Like people will bring up Hollow Knight for Smash and it's like, oh, well, that's an indie rep. That's probably not going to happen in a game like Smash. And then they go, well, Sans Undertale is a me costume. So that, right. and it's just like, it's like, I think that logic's faulty because one Undertale's like the biggest indie game and it only got a me costume. But I, I yeah, I it, I think that with this many characters, literally anything could happen. Like yeah. it, it, they you could find an an argument for anything. And I don't think Sakurai really has those rules. There is always the rule of like it had to be on a Nintendo console. Yeah, then or, Cloud's Drive happened. Exactly. And and it's like, well, technically, you know, the Final Fantasy series was on Nintendo. It's like not Cloud, no, it's though. Yeah, I guess exactly. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, you know, Cloud was on the console. That was like a GBA, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. But but I, I, I think people sort of tuning into uh, every single word that he said, I got to imagine that's got to be exhausting. And now he gets to post videos about his cat, which yeah. is good for him. He's past that world. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, what the next Twitter meta is. Because, like... Twitter started as essentially like, I think it was supposed to be like status updates, like Facebook, and yeah. then it became very a much a home. Well, if, well, at first it was like a home for like stand up and comedians because you could just pop, you know, one liners. Yeah, or it was. We had hundred forty characters back then, so it was like exactly. It really did not provide a platform for like statements, right? To right. talk about anything controversial. Yeah, and I, and I remember when they changed it to 280 and everybody's like, this is weird. I, I don't really want that. And yeah. then they did it, and I, I think you're right. I think that's when the shift happened where it became much more uh, a, a platform for statements, I think for when ideology. they turned Twitter into a, like, when they made 280 plus threads being, like, a natural part of it, because, like, yeah. remember, threads didn't used to be, like, integrated. Like, two replies would never be next to each other like that. So, yeah. I think, like, the combination of those two provided people with, like, uh, a lot more room to just make threads in general, which I think that just goes against what Twitter's about, right? Like, the reason right. we have to try so hard to get around is because we're not supposed to do it. Yeah, I, I think that there's something to be said for not having that functionality and it allows for sort of creative ways to get around it. And even like something as uh, banal as, as I think that's how you say that word, right? Banal, banal. I always get that wrong. Yeah. Uh, no. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think even something as simple as like twit longer is yeah. like a way of breaking the system because you're, you're 
you're creating something in a space where you only have so much stuff, but no. Okay, thank you, producer. Uh, where you only have so much space, but you are linking to something outside of that. And it seems so simple and obvious, mm-hmm. but that's kind of like it's it's it is a um it's a misuse of the platform in a way. And it's mm-hmm. sort of extending it. I think that's kind of neat. I think I, like I just wonder what the next thing is. You're just talking about like the not meta shifting, but uh, I guess kind of meta shifting. Mm-hmm. Something I just want to talk about is like YouTube meta shifting because we've talked about this several times. Sure. But I was talking to a couple of friends over the past week and it made me come to a, like an interesting conclusion. I was talking to uh, just like a YouTuber who I'm just going to say like, you know, there are the YouTubers who are trying. This is not meant to sound negative, by the way. But there are viewers who are trying to tell, or there are creators who are trying to tell a story, and those who are trying to to retain attention. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, vaguely, can you elaborate a bit? Like um, retaining I, attention, meaning like, like of course, I want people to stay invested in a story because I think I'm more like the story. Like, I don't mind putting out like 25 minutes. I don't mind pausing for comedy. Like, I don't mind kind of like dragging things out just because I think it makes a better product as a whole. Okay. But I think like playing for viewer retention is more of like these eight minute Mr. Beast videos. Oh, I see what right? you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so whether you go, whether you go like Mr. Beast style with you're, you're gunning for 80% retention. Yeah. Or whether you're going for the 30 minute like background noise or, you know, full dived in. Yeah, I, like, I upload pretty craft. long videos and take like 50 to 60 viewer retention. And and I think that's pretty good for, sure, for sure, what I, I do. But, I, you know, I'm happy with what I do. I don't want to like really conform because I just like what I do, even right. though I can recognize that that's way my maybe like way more successful. Yeah. Like one path is just correct right now. Yeah. And... I, I think, like, because it doesn't have to be the Mr. Beast content specifically, but just, like, that style where it's all so condensed and rapid, and it's just, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching, uh, I, I randomly went on to, I think I ran, fell down a rabbit hole because I got Meat Canyon uh, recommended to me, and I went to Meat Canyon, and it had Jay Schlett, and I was like, oh, Jay Schlett, I haven't seen what he's done in a while, and I clicked on one of his videos, and it was, like, dodgeball with 50 YouTubers against 50 streamers, but, like, what I would expect the setup to take, I would expect it to be like, you know, a minute to be like, I got these 50 streamers and these 50 YouTubers in this warehouse. They're going to play dodgeball. There's some crazy stuff that's going to happen. Like, I expect it to be long. It There was no setup at all. It yeah. was just, I have 100 people in this warehouse. They're going to play dodgeball. And it was like, damn. But that's exactly what you're talking about. And I think exactly, like, yeah. you, you see that from a lot of these YouTubers that like, retention really is king. Yeah, and... I, I don't know if this is like me coping, right? But I I kind of have like this theory and the people I talked to about like last week, we all come from like different sides of YouTube and we all kind of came to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. Where do you think eventually that will no longer work? Because I think the audience as a whole is a bit smarter than we give credit to. Mm-hmm. And... I th- think about like jokes like the red arrows and thumbnails, right? Like those right. worked until people were aware of them, you know? Sure. Like until they became like the meme thumbnail format to make. 
And I think the exact same thing for, look at this YouTube graph of how many people are subbed and how many are not subbed. Yeah, it yeah, worked yeah. until it became predictable and now people meme about it. Right. So I wonder if like all these little tricks for condensing videos and focusing on retention have an expiration date because I, I, yeah. I think someone like Mr. Beast will always be fine. You know, of like course. I don't think his channel, but I don't think anyone can like grow in it long term down the road because I kind of see it as as like this rocky path where people might just become aware. I, I think it's really just that simple. I think the people will become aware of like all the little tricks of like you're watching a video, you're invested, and then they're like, and now we got a cool surprise at the end. So stay tuned, you know. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. that and I go, ugh, I'm leaving. But I wonder <laughs> when like other people will like pick up on these tricks. And I wonder if this like playing for retention will always work or because I don't want it to sound like this isn't what I do, but it's more successful. So, I, you know, I, I hope yeah, it yeah, right. tanks and burns. But I, I just genuinely wonder of like, are we eventually going to go back to where just like storytelling is the supreme ability on YouTube or or not? I think playing for attention will always work because I think it inherently uh, caters to a younger audience, which will always refresh. Like, yeah, and flashing colors. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there will always be young people to get onto the platform. But I think there's also a chance that like taste change. I don't know if re retention. I don't know if attention span ever goes up because it's been declining over you know generations. But yeah, yeah. That's there's a good always point. the opportunity that like you know, future tastes change and people want more um, maybe atmosphere settling into a subject. Mm -hmm. um, on the actual mechanic tricks, if those still work, that's kind of interesting because like when you talk about the thumbnail, red circle, arrow, and the, the subscriber graph, I think the difference there is like those are purely mechanical. Like those are actions that you do if that makes sense they're no like, no i see what you're saying yeah they're like tactics and i think once you have somebody like you have a gesture to rip the mask off and like lol isn't it funny how everybody does this then you can ridicule it but if it's everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Doing a short intro or, like, hyper cuts, I don't know how you mock that because you can, like, you can obfuscate that with your storytelling. Yeah, you'd have to explain it to someone. Exactly. It's a lot harder than just like, isn't it funny how everybody uses the subscriber graph, LOL, and then people stop doing it because of social pressure? Because mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's just my style. That's how I make videos. You know what I mean? I think you can hide behind that a little bit more. But it's an interesting thing. I, I think it ultimately comes down to like, who the audience is. Like, who's the audience at YouTube? I genuinely don't know. Is it like youth? I guess it depends on each channel. I don't know. Is it like teenagers? Is it like preteens? Yeah, no, I, I don't I, know. But I was just thinking of like just the the shifting of that because I think retention will always do great on YouTube. But I don't know. I think isn't it's it just, the meta to also do long videos? I've heard that like super long stuff is really good. So 
people would like put together their videos in supercuts, put them for like two hours, three hours, because if yeah. somebody lands on that and you know they have it as background noise or whatever. It's you- like there's two arguments to it, right? I think long videos age really well. Because I think when people uh, sure, sure, sure. want to put uh, videos on in the background, some people like when I shower or something, I like just something to be playing. Sometimes right. it's music, but if it's just like a YouTube video, I have like a little like a window seal next to my shower where my phone doesn't get wet. So I'll just put my phone right in there yep. and just let something play. So sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's just some random YouTube video. I, I watch YouTube videos thing. when I eat, you know, yep. so it's like. I like those longer videos for that when I don't have to like click around when I get bored. Like, you know, like Defunct Blend is such a good example of like right. long videos thriving because he's just turned into an, just a real life documentarian, you know? Yeah. Uh, he made the complicated history over Disney's Fast Pass and that has 14 million views. Yeah, that joint went crazy. And, and I'm shocked because the ending of that video or the last third or the last quarter, whatever it is, is like so dry. Like I'm shocked it did as well as it did. I thought people would click out after that, but no, they, I guess people retained because that video went crazy. Yeah. I, I think it's another thing of like, I don't know what YouTube like truly values because is it, do they see that this video had like a 15% viewer retention or do they see that 15% of people watched an hour and 43 minutes of content. You know what I, I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah, did, yeah. Is it is it like, is YouTube smart enough to know even if they only watched 20%, that 20% was an hour and a half? Yeah. So give them extra points. I think the algorithm is smart enough. I think it knows. Yeah, so like um, that's kind of like my point is like, yeah. You have the argument of like, this is bad because it's viewer retention is realistically, I'm going to say between 15 to 30%. Uh-huh. And that's me being like very generous with 30. Um, and I, I think like with that low viewer retention, some people would write that off. But I think you just get so much watch time despite that because that 15% again consumes an hour and a half video. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Like, like they don't care about the percentage. They care about the net or the gross of, like, yeah. how many minutes it is total. I can't sure. say I know for certain, but that's why, like, I think that's both sides on, like, short versus long videos. Um, sure. Personally, I like making longer videos just because I, back in the day, like, in 2018 to 2020, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just uploading whatever I could, right? Yeah. And... I, if I recorded something, it didn't really have like a fleshed idea. It was like, today I'm doing this. Sure, whatever. I record it for like an hour and a half, two hours. And like, that's my magic number. And then if I came in the editing room and it was like, let's say nine and a half minutes, I'm like, fuck, how do I make it 10 minutes now? Yeah. And you know, then I start like adding some, some padding, some filler shit. And sometimes I'd record again, but some, usually not. And usually you just put in some, like some, some fluff. Yeah. yeah, some fluff. And I I think when you play for a minimum, you, I, I just hated running into that. Like, I didn't hate making 10-minute yeah. videos, but I hated feeling like uh, on YouTube, well, it's now eight minutes, but at the time it was 10 minutes. So you kind of had like this minimum time you had to reach as a gaming channel. And I just hated trying to pad out for that. And I caught myself doing it a lot. But then when I started making, like committing to these longer videos, 
Well, I mean, if you're aiming to make a 30-minute video and it turns out to be 22 minutes, who cares? Right, yeah, you you're know? fine. Yeah, so I think that was, like, my biggest shift where, like, I liked making longer content because for mentally, I felt it allowed me to feel like I was actually making good content Definitely. instead of, like, regardless. I know a lot of people were like, I love the old stuff, and I was like, yeah, good for you. Yeah. But it's it's still there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch it again. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> God, I think my biggest shift in mentality was just one bar from Jay-Z. It's like, like my old shit, buy my old albums. God, what Damn. a good line. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I like that. Yeah, every time anyone ever says like, oh, I miss the old Alpharet, I think about that line. And it gets yep. me straight out of like any mental funk that that could do. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, but that's such a good line. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I, I'm wondering how much like, it's funny that you talk about adding stuff because when I see like a Mr. Beast idea or it's like a crazy, complicated, complex setup with not like necessarily a, mr beast but just like not yeah yeah yeah. i just mean that style of like buying an entire theme park or you know getting people to put as much as many dollar bills in a bag as they can as and many x and y exactly yeah 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 and like that's a huge idea that would ostensibly take a lot of time and energy and it's an eight minute video i'm like jesus christ like you're just mm -hmm you're just throwing them out, right? Like, at that point, how much is on the cutting room floor? That's the agonizing thing to me is, like, I don't know about you. I have difficulty cutting stuff. Like, I, not to say that I think everything is gold, but I don't know what's going to hit specifically. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, No, it does. I could see different things hitting for different reasons, and maybe it's because I'm, like, I'm not especially in touch with the demo, right? So I'm, like, I think this will work. And so I just put in too much. So I can't imagine it when I see those videos that are like eight minutes long with a, you know, $50,000 budget. That's crazy. It's just a different world, I guess. But Yeah, because, I mean, I'm just thinking of like Mr. Beast stuff. And, you know, I, I, I will say I think these ideas, some of them are like really interesting to me. Like the $1 versus a million dollar hotel room. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. I did watch that. But I, I think it's like the other ideas um, just kind of like riff off what you were saying. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It's, I see why his videos do well. It's because it's super condensed. I can get this entire story in 15 minutes. I, I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't know how you do it. Because <laughs> like, no. like, I think about these videos and especially the ones that are like 40 hour time lapses or something like that. Right. You know, like, uh, like here's one where it says, uh, you know, the I didn't eat food for 30 days. I'm like, holy shit, like working on a video for 30 <laughs> days while also like putting out other shit. You know, it's just stuff like that where I'm just like, geez, that's so much footage. Or think about like his squid game, right? How much exactly, footage was yeah. on the cutting room floor. Like, I think that was one of his longest videos at 25 minutes. I'm, I'm looking at would you swim with sharks for 100,000 and he's clearly got like a facility there, right? Like yeah. he's in a, yeah, he's on a boat if you click on it. I'm actually clicking around and now he's in the Grand Canyon. What the fuck? Okay, this thing is a, is, a, is a mess. But the point is that this video is nine minutes. There's clearly like tens of thousands, if not a hundreds put into this video that's nine minutes long. It's... I, I, how it's like an infinite money glitch how did he 
it's unbelievable. And I, I think like I haven't met the guy. Obviously, you yeah. I believe you probably have at this point, right? I've like you've been, been in the same room as him. He follows okay. me on Twitter, but that's the extent of the relationship. Yeah, from what I've like heard, you know, obviously people that I've talked to who have met him, he's like obsessive about this stuff. Not no, yeah, yeah, he's all business, but he's all business all the time. Yeah, yeah, like if you talk to him in casual conversation, it's about work, right? (laughs) I guess you have to be to succeed to that level. I mean, here's the thing: like pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's all about what do you want to do in your life, right? Right, yeah. Like, um... I think there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that I could switch my channel over to do tomorrow and it would just start doing better. I might lose some fans because of it, but I would probably gain so many more. And, but I don't know, as I see it, it's just like, I don't want to do that. I, I'm comfy on YouTube. Like I'm not seeing explosive growth anymore, but I am living in a very wealthy state by just doing whatever the fuck I want to. And that's kick ass. Yeah, you're so comfortable. Like, yeah, I, I recognize I could be doing more, but I mean, I, I just don't really care to is the thing. Like everyone has a different goal, right? Like I just want to be happy in my own personal life. And I like, and making content makes me happy. Yeah. And, but also having, you know, a a nice social life, a getting being fulfilled in my hobbies having a healthy relationship you know like those things matter a lot to me and i'm not saying like mr beast can't do that because i know nothing about his personal life right yeah of course but it's just saying like i guess everyone just has different priorities i don't don't know yeah people have different goals they want to like for me youtube is very much like a uh an afterthought for me uh I'm I'm just much more of a Twitch guy, like in the moment, just like yeah. the live experience of it. So like what happens on my YouTube, frankly, now that I hit 100K, I don't really care that much. There might be a day where I care more about that, but like I think that's my priority and everybody has different ones. I always wanted to start a channel and sort of going back to like what I was talking about before where like I'm bad at cutting stuff. I've always wanted to have a channel about ideas and like things I wanted to talk about. But every video, every video is 10 minutes exactly. Cause I'm surprised I don't mm-hmm. see more things like that. Like, I think there's value in having an exact like 10 minute on the dot for every single thing that you make. You know what I mean? Cause then it's like there's a clear understanding between you and the audience that like there's gonna be no wasted time. There's no filler here. It's just one idea for this amount of time. I think that's I always yeah. thought that'd be kind of cool. So that might be something I'd do in the future, but like I'm not making that for mass widespread appeal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be going bigger, more retention. I think everybody yeah. has different goals on the platform. The platform is so big that you can do anything. Yeah, I think that's like my thing is like I just want to do. <laughs> I don't want to think. Yeah, I have no idea how we got here from Twitter. <laughs> I, guess, I guess just social I'm stuff. Talking, talking about social about media platforms, stuff. how strings jump from one thing to another. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. 
That's true. I, I wonder what Twitter does now, like, while we were talking about the meta of, like, because, like, I think the YouTube meta, at least, is driven by algorithms. I do think that, like, obviously there are people on the back end that work on this by hand, but I think the YouTube algorithm is so smart that it can, like, suggest improvements to itself at this point, as weird as that is. Um, I think it, it, it spits out enough data for engineers to make informed decisions about it mm -hmm. you know you get what i'm trying to say here it's like there it can show enough analytics that knowing what to do in the short term is kind of a snap decision i would imagine if you're an engineer yeah um but twitter doesn't really have any of that twitter's just like well now it's just a guy <laughs> working with a very small staff uh trying to keep the lights on which is a mess have you happened to uh, completely, you know what? No, I do want to talk into this. Jump it, uh, go. Obviously, there's Kanye West, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I meant to ease into that, actually. No, just dive in. Feet first. Um, yeah, let's talk about that, because I kind of just want to, right? Oh, I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> okay, what? We what have... if this is how I out myself right here as, like, an anti-Semite? I just, like, I got a lot to say about. No, okay, let's go slow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I don't know where I chime in on this joke. <laughs> where does this bit end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think what's so crazy was that he went on an interview with Alex Jones. Yep. And Alex Jones was the voice of reason. Yeah, that's wild. He he tried to talk him down. He gave him like five outs repeatedly. <laughs> Yeah, that's the crazy part to me. Like, for those of you who don't know, um, professional rapper Kanye West, <laughs> the the man behind bangers like graduation. And dude, I, I love old Kanye. I love Kanye music so much. It sucks. Yeah. But anyways, Kanye West went on Alex Jones. And I don't I didn't even really understand the context. Yeah, I don't even know how they got on that conversation. I didn't, like, care to look at it more. I just saw the clips, which I think everybody saw. Uh, uh, we should... You want to go ahead and explain what he did? Huh? <laughs> yeah, so, um... Hitler, right? You you, yep. you know Hitler, Nazi yeah. dictator from World War II. We, we remember yeah, that guy. Yeah. Not a fan I think of that guy. What's so insane about World War II was it quite literally only started because of one guy. Yeah. One that very angry guy. Yeah, but that that's insane. It wasn't even like world powers colliding, you know? Just one very angry, powerful dude. And it wasn't even that long ago, which I think is crazier. It's, what, 80 years ago now? Yeah, I mean, they like, make all those pictures in black and white to make it look older, right? Yeah. They had but, color uh, pictures of Hitler. Yeah, Kanye uh, Kanye uh, voiced his approval and um, his, his uh, how do you put it, his admiration of Hitler. And uh, for a couple different reasons, apparently. Yeah, word yourself very carefully because you don't want any of these clips to be taken out of context. Yeah, let me be clear. Uh, we don't we don't condone uh, Hitler or his actions on the podcast, um, but someone else did on a different podcast, and uh, it it's just really weird because like there's always been this conversation around Kanye, which I've kind of not liked, which is just like, 
oh, he's off his meds, mental illness, bipolar, manic episode. And it's like, maybe that stuff is true, but I, I feel like I don't want to be dismissive of people in that way because I feel like that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this has been happening for so long and so many times. And like, there's also the question of, I saw a lot of people trying to be charitable and it's like, he's infiltrating like conservative institutions and saying the quiet part loud to like dunk on them. You know, to, like to to expose he their just beliefs. Got on Alex Jones and started talking. Like, okay, I can yeah. get what he is saying. Hear me out. <laughs> He's saying that like every single person has good in them. Every person can do good, and it's like on a surface level. I see what you're saying. I can get behind that. What's your first example of this? Hitler. Okay, let's. <laughs> Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, if you started with like Tom Cruise, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's done some stuff, but yeah, he's probably still has some good in him. Yeah, you. I mean, you could do it with like George W. Bush, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. very controversial figure who a lot of people hate for good reason, whatever. Like, yeah, you know, a war crime. What, what the fuck ever, whatever you want to say. But like, you just jump to. I think what uh, would give him the most controversy, which is the the most hated man of all time. Uh, yeah. But I, I think it's a, it's on purpose and it's such a childish understanding of like, I don't know. It is. It's it, like, even the bad guy can be good. I get, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, am I to believe that like in however many years he lived, he didn't do a single good thing in his entire life. No, I'm, I'm I'm sure he probably did. Maybe gave a dollar to a, a homeless painter. person. He was a painter. Yeah. I'm just saying if that art school just admitted him, things could have been different. Yep, it's their fault, really. German it, art institutions. Mm. Yeah, still haven't yet to lower their acceptance rate. I, I feel like I would have learned. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 he also claimed that Hitler invented the microphone. Yeah, where did that come from? That was actually a fun fact for me. I I had never heard anything like that. No, he didn't. Oh, well then why did he say that? That's <laughs> that was my second question. <laughs> I figured it wasn't true, but I remembered him saying it and I was like, "Oh, okay." He start he was like doing prop comedy with like Yoohoo's and like yeah, there's like a a fly swatter right Huge think. stray for Yoohoo's PR brand. Uh- <laughs> Imagine being the CEO of Yoohoo, waking up in the morning, getting your morning paper, drinking your more morning caffeinated Yoohoo, and then you see this guy tarnishing your brand on Infowars. <laughs> of all the drinks for him to have behind the desk, too. Why yeah, did it have to be a Yoohoo? Could have been Yoohoo is by far the funniest option there. He was doing like <laughs> Elmo voices with like nets to like to talk about just the Holocaust. The shadow government, the cabal. Was like yeah. Elmo voice. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, but I did a little digging just now. And uh, the patent for the first microphone was Alexander Graham Bell while, you know, inventing the telephone because they're very similar technology. I guess that does make sense, actually. I never really uh, yeah. I never put, put those two things together. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I, I, I don't, I don't, the whole thing was so weird to me, but what's weirder is like the conversation around it. Cause like, Alex Jones got, is giving him an out, man. Yeah. Oh, he tried. He was trying so hard to let him out of there. And it shows how that I think was interesting because it gives a window into how savvy Alex Jones is because I think Alex Jones also plays this like. Oh, I, just kind of like a bumbling guy who says yeah. dumb shit, and he's like, "Oh, I, you know, whatever. I'm just passionate." What I, you know, he he just tries to play it up a little bit. But him trying to talk Kanye down off the ledge shows that he at least has a level of understanding of like what you he, can and can't say. Yeah, he was. So like, I think that he has right, to I, 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 I think we should pull it down a little bit. He goes, "No, no, I, I don't think so at all." He, just, he straight up told him to say, uh, "He was like, I, 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 I like Hitler." And then Alex Jones is like, well, you like, you know, the fashion and the way they dress. He said, no, I like a lot of things. I yeah, love yeah, that was, Hitler. That was the out. That was the out that he had. And you rejected God, it. I, I just can't, I, I can't believe it. it. It was an out on a silver platter, but yeah, that, that was, that was shocking. I got to say, especially when you find tweets from like 2013 of people saying like, we are a few breakdowns away from Kanye West vouching for Hitler. Uh, yeah, they didn't know how prophetic they were. I just wonder, is it like, because like the intrigue of this whole conversation is always like, is he playing 4D chess? Is he just trying to get attention? Is he trying to infiltrate right wing institution? It's just like, I, I don't know if there's that much to it. Yeah, I one, think he's just, he has a microphone in his face and he's just saying wild one shit. One interesting fun fact though, is like the thing the Nazis, not Hitler, but the Nazis invented, <laughs> or I guess yeah. more like innovated, uh-huh. was that whenever they had like a podium, right? They just strap like several microphones on it instead of just one to indicate power. And yeah, I think it worked. You know what? I I, I think that's a good one. Wait, really? That They did that? I guess huh. why do you need multiple pl- uh, microphones, right? I guess it's like a uh, they invented the press conference. I, I Okay. I mean, that's a neat fact. I didn't know that. Have you ever, uh, you know, you know, handlebars by Flowbots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what an insane song that is. <laughs> I know it says something about a microphone. I don't remember what it was. But. Oh, well, I was kind of like going on on this tangent of it was really topical in like 2020 because it all kind of like. It's just two friends uh, growing up together. They do all these weird things together, and then they grow up, and one's kind of like this radical, and one's kind of like this cor- corrupt politician. Uh huh. And like the perspective kind of shifts. It's it's so crazy when, um, because you know when Trump was president, this song was like very relevant, and it was like you know it came out when I was in middle school. Right. Like you have this one line, you know. Um, my reach is global. My tower is secure. My cause is noble. My power is pure. I can hand out a million vaccinations or let them all die from exasperations. Have them all heal from their lacerations. I have them all killed by assassination. I can make anybody go to prison just because I don't like them. And I can do anything with no permission. I have it all under my command. And then it just says like, and I can end the planet in a Holocaust. And it's just like, whoa. It's like, kind of far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't believe like, I don't know. Just the, 
vaccination wasn't really in a lot of people's vernacular in that yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean? the word vaccination really struck out, kind of stuck out to me there because I was like, huh, I don't think that was on top of mind for a lot of people at that yeah, time. I think like two words they that knew. COVID really mainstreamed was like quarantine and vaccination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I never heard anyone say quarantine. Like when people first said it, like I was like, I, I know what that means, but is that is that, is that, is that correct? Like... You know, like I was like, how loose can we use that word? Because I'm right. th- when I think quarantine, I think like uh, like like radiation, right? Like uh, yes, you're like yeah. trapped in an isolation shelter. And I was like, oh, I, I guess that is fit for what we're doing. I just didn't know we could use it so casually like that. Yeah, I just thought of like zombie media. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Quarantine the 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 sick guy. That was always the thing that I sort of thought of. But. Yeah, when we first started saying quarantine so casually, I was like, this is a word everyone knows. Yeah. Are we allowed to all say this? There are no zombies anywhere. Yeah. yeah and va- vaccinations was only really, uh, like I guess, relevant because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was like flu vaccines. It's just like whenever I heard vaccine, I'd associate with the flu and nothing bigger, you know? Right, yeah. Like, you know, I, I wasn't around for the Black Plague or anything like that. <laughs> Be worried if you were, yeah. The Spanish flu, yeah. Yeah, I... I uh, I I did not realize that that song had the word vaccination in it or that it was... Uh, yeah, I, I'd encourage you to go watch, like, the music video for it because I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, it's not, but it feels a little prophetic. Sure. Whatever happened to those guys? I feel like I only heard that one song and that was it. Um, They, they had a few good ones, but, like, definitely Handlebars was, like, their only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... You- I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm wondering how we got there from Kanye, and I'm like, I think it makes to find sense. Through line, but it looks like they're still touring, not really putting out new music. Uh, that maybe like a year ago they did. Okay, but are you aware of Flowbots putting out a Logan Paul diss track? What? Okay. 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 So. Huh. Logan Paul. Why drops, do they give a shit? Uh, no, no, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Okay. Logan Paul dropped a song that was, uh, it was just like kind of like borrowing the the instrumental from Flowbots for ah, handlebars. Okay. And it was like, I can ride your bitch with no handlebars. <laughs> no handlebars. And, like that was it. That was the whole uh, song. All right. And um, Justin, our dearest producer, will you please edit this out? Uh, let's take a quick three minute break to listen to the song. Cause I think it's worth pausing for. Hold on here. You know, Logan, I just sent it to you. Logan Paul this. All right. Uh, Justin, uh, you can unmute. I want to hear your take on this too. Um, just, all right, Zach, hit me with like a three, two, one go. So we can all watch it in sync. Okay. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. I've never heard this trick. Why did he record this? I don't I don't know. This is so weird. It's weird, huh? Uh, it has 77,000 views. Um oh, like, I think that's not the real version. I think the other version oh, okay. has uh 
4.3 million. Okay, so it did get around. It did yeah, get yeah. around. Okay, I was going to say, it's so weird if it didn't go anywhere. Like, he makes it, and nobody sees it or cares. It's just like, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, here's the here's the actual version if you want to see it. But I just um, feel like somebody's dad is lecturing. Like, I don't... Are Flowbots, like, normally, uh, is their audience base usually YouTube-oriented, or are they... No, I wouldn't say so. I think they pretty much had, like, one hit in, like, the early 2010s, but, like, right. that hit was massive. Uh, apparently right. it's 2007 is when that song popped off. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So like, right. do, it, you know, it's 15 years ago. I feel like they're not even on the radar anymore, which yeah. is kind of fucked up that, that, you know, fame can come and go so quickly, but it's a, I, I think from a, like a, a aging backpacker rapper stance, yeah. it's a good, like get off my lawn kids these days track. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, all right, let's, let's hop back into it. Sure. So what'd you think about that? Uh, that's a weird response. It, it felt like a, I don't know. It felt like my dad had to sit me down. Like I felt like Logan Paul and yeah, my dad had to sit me down for a talk and then he rapped about it. It's a lecture of a diss track. I agree. I think like <laughs> it's very what's weird. funny is it's not, it's, it's a weird kind of rap because it's not necessarily him dissing logan paul as a person it's like i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah it's very dead and it, and it's clearly not against the guy it's against the behavior which is like <laughs> what a dad yeah. would do you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. i love you but i don't love what you did it's like and it's like it's, it's so understanding like oh he's young and is in the influencer space so he just wants attention like this isn't a diss track it's just like it's fully I, produced, though, which is crazy. That is. You have yeah. multiple singers on it. <laughs> I never even thought of that. This isn't something you put together in an afternoon, you know? Yeah, like it's filmed uh, pretty deliberately, too. I just. Yeah, the flow is good. Like the actual yeah. lyricism is fine. Uh, I, I'm looking at like the top comments and, the, you know, they bring up you can't handle bars. So you mangle ours. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that flows. That's that sounds good. But it's. But, it's not a diss track. I, it's a disappointment track. That's what I was going to say. Oh, oh my he God. He took my bar. He took my bar. I was going to say that. <laughs> the diss stands for disappointment. Yeah. Oh, it's... He stole it. Dude, it, it, I, I almost feel like the vocal or the, the lyricism being so good it makes it worse. Because, like, <laughs> like, Logan Paul didn't, like, give a shit. He's just like, yeah. ah, right, yo, bitch. <laughs> and now it's like, this 45-year-old guy is like, hey, man, chill out. And then he I, gives I think him the this, specific I, lyrics are like, I think that's been done. Oh, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I feel like you could take excerpts out of this video and just respond to people on Twitter with it. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's, it's legit. It, it's, it's objectively a good thing, but it, it just... I. Old equals L to me. Like, 
It's it's the the oh my god, beard. he is exactly forty five years old. Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's how I guessed it because I was like, I was like, how old is this? Well, guy? that's a good guess. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, he's he's got to be like in that. Age. I just I feel like you lose a lot of arguments just by being in them, and unfortunately, I just don't. But I can't imagine being in his space either, where it's like you create this track, it's huge, this punk literally takes your shit and makes it corny, and you're like, what do I do about this? It's just out of your hands. I don't know how you maintain, I don't know, my brain always goes back to Pepe, the frog, like Matt Fury's thing, and how it sort of got hijacked by, not even just like, you know, like online, um, extremist groups or whatever people want to say just like the internet in general like everybody use pep like ms kiff has pepe merch right and it's like come on this pepe is kind of like the face of of twitch streaming you know what i mean exactly yeah and it's just like a dude i think out of seattle created that and he's not any richer for it i don't think that's just i don't know being an artist on the internet must suck yeah i think about like it's okay. Something else I'd love to talk about is you ever just see a meme that's just a, a format with text edited on it. And some people would be like, they keep stealing this from me. Like people keep posting this without ever giving me credit. Oh, I saw yeah, that yeah, recently yeah. and I was just like, my, my dude, no one gives a fuck. No, I, you just I, put I, text I think, on a, on an image. I think like for art, like genuine art, if people steal that, yeah, I think that's fucked up. But I think like the point of memes just in essence is to make something funny to be shared. And when it's shared at such a high volume, it the the source is untrackable unless you put right. like a watermark. And then if you do, people won't use your meme. I think you have to find a way to transform it that makes it uniquely you. So like Solid JJ is the guy who like, you know, he's done a lot of things where he basically voices over uh he does voice work and he voices over memes or whatever. And he, he makes his own stuff. It's like original writing, but he has his own unique voice. It's not just throwing stuff on an image, you know? And now I see a bunch of people do that, which annoys me when people will see a meme and then they want to voice act it to make it funnier. Cause it always makes it worse. Like (laughs) it never works, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know how you solve the problem of online ownership. I, I guess it's been a problem forever because, like, even not just on, like... I think, like, back to, like, forums and stuff, right? Like, this yeah. has always been an issue in the world. I don't even think of that. I think of, like, like the Ghostbusters theme was highly... Uh, a lot of people thought it was a ripoff of, I think it was Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah. Um. There's another song that sounded exactly like it. Or are and, we like, talking about, like, similar things, like, Under Pressure? Yeah, 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 but... I think under pressure, I under pressure straight up samples uh, or ice, 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 ice baby. baby straight up yeah. samples under pressure. So I think that that's more like a oh my god! In my high school I media class, that was it. Yeah, we watched a video over like Vanilla Ice, mm. and this video was dated like around that controversy going on. And holy shit, he doubled down. What did he say? It was like he was like no 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 no. Ice Ice Baby goes down. Or he's like, um, oh, I remember under this pressure now. Yes. goes down, down, he's like, but Ice Ice Baby goes down, 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 down,
He's like that one hi-hat really changes it up. It's different. It's different. A little bit more percussion. And he was doubling down on it. I do remember that now because I thought it was like an understanding, but I guess not. <laughs> how did Ice Ice Baby get so popular? Because like, what else did Vanilla Ice do? Because to me, it's just like, it makes me think of songs like Forgot About Dre, you know, or like I'm mentioning myself. But sure. Dre didn't come out the womb spitting that, you know what I mean? Like, No, that happened a lot in the 90s where somebody would come out and be like, hey, I'm this guy. And then that's the whole rap. And then you're like, cool. And then I guess like away. Sir Mix-a-Lot did the exact same thing, right? Yeah, like Informer. With Baby Got Back. There's a guy named Snow that had a song called Informer, which was like about him. And like a bunch of people like had a song that was just, uh, this is who I am. And then people would be like, whoa, that's cool. And then they disappear. Um, yeah. Oh, the, my the, God. The, the, think... the, Humpty, the Humpty dance rapper guy. Oh, yeah, DJ, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the guy with the nose. Yeah. What about Fergalicious? Dude. Okay. The, the, I Okay. Uh, did, uh, I, sorry, I'm stun locked. I, so yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, I, I the reason it. I'm so shocked by this, so Mal was putting on uh, Christmas stuff on the TV. And she just went on Disney Plus, and there was some Disney thing, whatever. They're at the Magic Kingdom singing a song. And the Black Eyed Peas were performing, and I was like, that's weird. And they performed I Got a Feeling, which I was like, that's double weird. This was recorded in 2022. I, this song is from, like, 2005. But it was triple weird because Fergie wasn't with them. I don't know if she's still in the Black Eyed Peas or what. So when you said that name, it just shocked me. And I, I just, yeah. She had her own solo career with, with uh, she had a couple hits, though. Yeah, I mean, she had, she had a good amount. Uh, let me see. She had oh, yeah, she, Fergie she had is no longer in the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, drama. Um, also, a few years back, um, this was, oh, my God. Wow, time is so quick. Uh, six years ago. She put out, uh, she's still putting out new music, but good for her. She put out, yeah, Fergie wasn't with them for their first album either. That was Kim Hill, right? Okay. And then uh. Fergie was, she dropped a song called Milf Money. <laughs> and look, I'm just, I just dropped this picture in chat. I just want to talk about it. Ah, okay. Like what? She was 41 at that time. Yeah. She looks better here than she has in the past. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, she looks gorgeous here. I, I actually this was is gonna go the rest of the music video. Yeah, I was actually gonna go the other way. In that, wow, look at her. Uh, Fergie was the first person. This is gonna sound so mean. It's not against Fergie. It is against my young, uh, sort of understanding of 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 star culture. And listen, you, when you hear me say this, it's gonna sound toxic. I promise, it's not. Yeah, Fergie blew my mind. Because I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever seen a woman on TV, uh, you know, singing and rapping about how pretty she is while being ugly. Oh, my God. That's pretty progressive. I was like, this woman is hideous, but she insists that everybody wants to fuck her. That's really cool. Good for her. I, I think it works. Like, that alone, I think it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I got, like, I, I see this, and I'm like, damn, she's hot. But back then, I just, I don't know what it was. Young Fergie just... To me, it just was so, even still, I look at these older photos. I don't know if she cleaned up over time, but like, I remember I, being very mean to poor Fergie. When I, I was just young. really like Milf Ark Fergie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think, I think Milf money was like, that's what we need to see. She's, our, oh my God. Our producer said, I saw Fergie live. 
She did one-handed cartwheels holding a mic in the other hand and singing at the same time. Listen, nobody's disputing that she's talented. I I, I think, I, yeah, I think just like the song <laughs> Fergalicious, right? Like it's just such an incredible anthem if your name is Fergie. Yeah. It's it's only for her. a track made for you. Nobody else could sing that. You can't no cover No one else can be Fergalicious. Well, Logan Paul could be Paulalicious. He could just do that. That's you know? not the same. You know it's not the same. <laughs> Logalicious. And they still have like the riff of like the T to the A to the S T E Y. Like it's, it's, yeah. They spelled tasty wrong for that bar to work. <laughs> yeah, with an E in it, right? Yeah, they throw the <laughs> E in there, which I, I've never really thought about that until I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas were weird. They also had, so I listened to I Got a Feeling Today because I just told you we'd mm-hmm. put that on. They have the whole Monday to Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> forgot about that. Saturday to Sunday. They list Saturday twice. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I, I legitimately think Black Eyed Peas in general, and maybe it was Fergie too, just did not give a shit about what words go in the spots. Just make it fun, right? <laughs> yeah, ju- just fill up the syllables. I don't care what you say. Just fill up the words. I think like they also, in Fergalicious, they say four, trace, two, uno, which... I understand not saying quattro because it's two syllables, <laughs> but why not dose? I guess just to like at least make it look like there's some pattern there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you keep switching back and forth, it's showing your your proficiency to be bilingual, which yeah, is kind of impressive. I mean, yeah, Fergalicious is just about. Oh, think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, uh, what was I think? I just got stun locked looking at Mill Fergie. Sorry, she's hot. That's a good photo. Yeah, it's Honestly, the whole music clumsy video. Clumsy goes crazy. Clumsy goes crazy. Clumsy does go crazy. Dude, the I remember laughing out loud in my car the first time I heard London Bridge on the radio. That yeah. beat is is a a clown song. It's obnoxious. <laughs> she had Big Girls Don't Cry. That was a big one. That was on the radio every day. I guess. I mean, it wasn't. She I, had it's, a lot of hits actually. Now yeah, that that's what I'm saying. It. Yeah, well, she hit the song about flying in a plane. For no reason in particular, I do ask that you watch the MILF Money video and get back to me because you watch that and you go, damn, she aged well. Yeah, I think so. I think I would. What's weird Um, is I feel like she, like, in that photo that you sent me, it feels like she got, like, because whenever I look at, like, I don't know, people who are, like, aging in Hollywood and getting, like, the boat, like, the Simon Cowles and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's sad, you know, like. Mm-hmm. They they realize that beauty is fleeting and they can't cope with it. But I feel like the opposite. Like she looks more normal now than she used to to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like I'm looking at more recent photos of her of like from this year, and yeah. there does look to be like some Botox to me. Sure. But uh, I mean, for when, when did that come out? Six years ago, like 2018. Yeah, I think I think Milf Arc Fergie was great. And let's talk about uh, Black Eyed Peas. First off. The original version of Let's Get It Started, that's hysterical. <laughs> I've told that story on here, right? Of the Sims version that I got yes. DMCA'd yeah, 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 for. <laughs> Look that up. It's I can't believe they put that in the game. Uh, and what about My Humps by Black Eyed Peas? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember specifically the line, uh, I met a girl down at the disco. I said, hey, 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 let's go. <laughs> They're not even trying. That came out in, hold on, my humps. 
Was that Black Eyed Peas or was that Fergie? It was it was Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, that came out the year before I graduated high school. So that shit was all over my dances. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because, you know, it, it's fucking high school. But, you know, <laughs> that joint went crazy. Why did I think? Who the fuck did? I was looking for uh, who did my milkshakes brings all the boys to the yard. And I was, uh, Khalees. I yeah, think. it was Khalees. Yeah. For some reason, I was like. I thought, I was like, is that Black and Peas? And I was like, no, that's Gwen Stefani. And I was like, no, that's my, sh this shit, Bananas. So many different chants I have to keep yeah. in mind here. Yeah, no, the mid-2000s were full of that, actually, now that you mention it, of like... Chants? Kind of. It's like, it's like female empowerment anthems through very basic, um, I don't even know how to put it. Chants might be the word, like affirmations, <laughs> like... The milkshake and the bananas and the the humps and the uh, what was going on back then? That's weird. Music was different. Okay, I think one person I would like to talk about in particular about like age, right? Uh huh. Like, uh, look at this picture of Gwen Stefani from this year. Yeah, she is fifty three. Uh, the neck is always how you can see it. It's always in the neck. Yeah, but like. I, I'm still surprised. I uh, I guess I I don't know. It's Hollywood at the end of the day, so I'm not yeah. totally surprised. Yeah, I think like whenever I was talking about like I can't believe how young Gwen Stefani and Fergie is. Like the last time I had this conversation was in 2018. Yeah, and it was a much more convincing argument six years ago. I'm now realizing. I I do I I agree with you. Like you you think about this stuff and you look it up years ago and then you find it a few years later and you're it's still in your mind that way and you're like wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time marches on. Yeah, yeah. Because like, okay, when I was last having this conversation, 2018, or like, yeah. like, okay, she was probably late 40s at that point. You know what my issue is? And, and like, I never got over this, and this makes me such a geek. So forgive me for this. Gwen Stefani, to me, I don't think of her as a sellout, but in my, like, understanding of her career, she ditched No Doubt, which was like, genuinely doing unique interesting stuff in the 90s yeah and she ditched them to do her own just like kind of vapid pop boring stuff and then no doubt came back and they did boring pop stuff like i i remember like it, it just it felt weird to me because it felt like she had something different about her until she put out like hollaback girl and shit and i'm like uh you know it, it felt kind of I, she could have been anybody at that point. I know a few years, a few years back, uh, she put out. Let me find it. It was an album called. Oh God, where is it? Uh, this is what the truth feels like in 2016. Okay. And I gotta say, this album was incredibly good. Okay. Like it was, it was more pop than like uh, they're kind of like ska ish. It wasn't ska, but you know what I mean. Sure, yeah. Um, it was like what, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. it was really good. I think that album was super good. I think uh, a lot of sleepers, but I think uh, "Make Me Like You" by Gwen Stefani is like probably like one of the best pop songs from that year. Yeah, I think it was really good. And then I think a while ago, yeah, this is from 2020. She, I'm posting the Spotify link, but she released a song called Let Me Reintroduce Myself. Okay. And, and it's weird because this is just like a No Doubt song. 
Okay. And it's, so like, it's like kind of ska horns. Like, is it like, yeah, kind of like that, that Rasta kind of feel with sure, like sure, sure. all, all the upbeats or all the downbeats is what they're playing on. Yeah. Huh. I, 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 like, I have no ill will for her. She's clearly very talented, but to me, it's yeah. always been like a weird kind of like, it's like the reverse arc of, uh, Miley Cyrus to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I saw yeah, Miley Cyrus on like Disney Channel. It's just like, oh, she's just a pop teen. But then you see her like in interviews and her singing. You're like, oh my God, she's legitimately extremely talented. And I felt like Gwen Stefani was very talented, but used her talents to like put out more pop focused stuff, which isn't bad or wrong. It's just like, uh -huh. I felt like she could have done more. Like, I don't know. And, and 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 who the fuck am I to judge that? You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. Yeah. Say, I'm not trying to come off like that. It's just I like Jewel and Fiona Apple. You know what I'm saying? I I thought I think uh, I think Gwen Stefani could have done her own thing, but clearly she's very successful. She's on The Voice. Everybody loves The Voice. Yeah, I mean, I could. I feel like we could definitely talk about just like uh, celebrities past their prime. Where do they go? It's so sad. Like. When, when it doesn't work out entirely. I, I think of that with YouTubers too, with like one day everybody's going to have a Sunny V2 video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's Sunny my biggest Sunny V2 fear. will be standing at the end where he like gets to categorize all their downfalls. As I see it, my career is not over until Sunny V tells me it is. <laughs> the downfall of Alpharad. And you're like, As soon Shit. as he drops that, I'm like, I am done. <laughs> Deleting all channels. That's my biggest fear, man. I don't want him to ever even say my name. Yeah, I think that's uh I, I think he is the harbinger at this point. It's terrifying. Uh but let's ding it. Ding ding ding, because uh you have to leave soon. So I'm trying yeah. to be time kind of yeah, we're we're fine. Uh ding ding ding. We ding, started ding, ding, with ding, ding. ladies. Ladies. <sighs> and uh we talked about we went ladies we stayed on twitter for a while we talked about meta shifting youtube, uh, YouTube. which then jumped to youtube mm -hmm. and then i know i think we just switched to i think i hard pivoted to kanye west i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah you did there was no notice or warning i think i was just thinking about it and i was like i want to hear what zach has to say about it yeah well what'd you think i was going to do i was going to release a controversial opinion here's yeah. what i think you almost did <laughs> I thought better of it. And then uh, after that, uh, it's a Fergie. Into Fergie, but I think Fergie was because of Logan Paul handlebars, that whole thing. I don't. Oh, yeah, 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 because we got from Hitler to the microphone to handlebars to Logan Paul to old pop stars to Fergie being hot to Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, Fergie, if you're listening, our, bang my line. But yeah, that's wait, it for us. Who's your Who's your celebrity crush now? Uh, Alex Daddario. Oh yeah, she's pretty. Hold on, let me look at her again. You watch True Detective? Oh, never mind. I hate her. No, I I remember her now. No, I hate her eyes are too big. Freaks me out. It's like, oh no, you're kind of right. Yeah, never mind. Nah, she freaks me out. She, I could see it. I get why, but no, she's just, she looks was, like she's liquefied in Photoshop. It, it's like, yeah, probably, but I think like how to best describe it is to watch True Detective. Oh, was she on in the first season? Um, Pretty sure. I remember a scene from True Detective in the first season that I was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> like 
Yeah, then I think we're talking scene. about the same scene. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that one kind of went crazy. Okay. Yeah, it was it was kind of like, yeah, that just did a number on me. That's all I can really say. <laughs> um, I think like outside of Alex Daddario, because I think that one's like a bit more shameless, if I can sure. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had like two celebrity crushes when I was younger. And there was like Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande, which I'd say like both aged pretty well. Like I think sure. both those yeah. got value as time went on, especially Ariana. Yeah. But I think like probably like the celebrity I find like the absolute most attractive. I might have to th- think about that. I might get back sure. to you guys next week. All right. We'll uh we'll talk about it next week. But for me, That's celebrity Florence crushes Pugh, next week. There Florence we Pugh, if you're listening, hey, give me a call. Big fan. I love that accent. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallen, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.